Listen and follow the Left Wing Rugby podcast with me, Will Slattery and Luke Fitzgerald. As far as I can see, I always want to get in the Irish team. And that should be every young player's dream and ambition in this country. And if you're playing in a place where you're not going to get the opportunities in the big games, that they're the ones that get you picked. They are the ones, the Champions Cup games are the ones that get you picked. You need to be playing in a team and starting in a team for those games. It's as simple as that if you want to play in the Irish team. Every week on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Shachtan, an Indo Askeliga. Time in Mon Irok the Yen of Chacht Erechor. Agasuligum, a Makan Shah, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfein. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Pashe Dochretche, Nach Vetok, Ara, Igornamion, on Kestian Echo. The Entolamaginom Griv, Orkar Nrachtum. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. If you like the Indo Daily, you can follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Look, I know I sometimes say or post strange things, but that's just how my brain works. To anyone I've offended, I just want to say, I reinvented electric cars and I'm sending people to Mars in a rocket ship. Did you think I was also going to be a chill, normal dude? Today on the Indo-Daily, Elon Musk's exit plan. Billionaire entrepreneur Elon Musk's troubled tenure as Twitter CEO already looks to be coming to an end. We have some breaking news for you tonight. Elon Musk is asking Twitter users if he should step down as the head of Twitter. A poll of users of the social media platform has recommended he quit the job. 57.5% voted yes after Elon Musk asked his 122 million followers whether he should stand down. Whether Musk will keep his word this time and step down is yet to be seen. Less than an hour after he posted the poll, he tweeted that people should be careful what they wish for and said that there's no potential replacement for the job lined up. I'm Fiona Sheehan and today on the Indo Daily, I'm joined by Adrian Weckler, technology editor with the Irish Independent, to ask if Elon Musk has lost his Midas touch. He remains one of the great entrepreneurs and and innovators of this age. If he were to fall under a bus tomorrow, his legacy for Tesla and SpaceX would still stand the test of time, despite the last few months of nonsense that he's been going on with at Twitter. Adrian, the people have spoken and, and told... Elon Musk to stand down as CEO of Twitter. What does this mean? It may mean that he stands down as CEO of Twitter, Vox Populi, Vox Dei, or it may mean that he decides to just uh, tell everybody that he has uh, noted the poll and he will, uh, you know, take action at some further stage. It may mean nothing. He does engage with Twitter users quite a bit, but doesn't necessarily mean that he has to take on board what a Twitter poll says. No, there's no SEC rule about uh, an Elon Musk Twitter poll. To be fair to him, he has 
abided by some of those in the past. The best example was when he asked whether he should uh, unsuspend all of the banned accounts on Twitter that had been suspended, and Twitter voted yes, and he unsuspended them all, including Donald Trump and including Kanye West and all of those. So he does seem to believe in this. Um, The reason he's done it this time, though, is because he has been in the doo-doo to a level that you know, we haven't seen before. He's in absolute muck at the moment. He's the head of Tesla, SpaceX, Neuralink, the boring company, and Twitter after the, the 44 billion takeover. Elon Musk, once worth as much as $340 billion, was dethroned as the world's richest person today. Bernard Arnault, the founder of LVMH, took the title instead for now. And Musk, of course, he's lost more than $100 billion just this year and is now worth, well, oh, only $167 billion. Overstretched at this point, do you think? Oh, that's an understatement. I mean, he sold another 22 million shares of Tesla a few days ago, raising $3.6 billion. He has an interest rate payment of about a billion dollars a year. His ad revenue in Twitter is going down at the moment, mostly because of his own antics. Blue chip advertisers uh, are are walking away. He's desperately trying to find other investors to buy in at the same price that he bought, which is $54, which values the company at $44 billion, which is absolutely, according to Musk himself, is way over uh, what its uh, current value is. And the real financial story for Musk and Musk's investors is the Tesla share price. So by a long way, uh, Tesla is Elon Musk's main financial interest. It's the reason he's the, now the second richest man in the world. He was Effectively by... accounts for about 90% of his wealth, yep. you can say, that that's Tesla. Yep. The rest is all other stuff and has potential yep. and so on and so forth, but this is the big cash cow. And it's dropping like a stone. Mm. So this year, Tesla now, has... Now, after dramatically rising by, what was it, 1,600% oh, Yes, over, over uh, so Tesla was the fastest rising major tech stock in late 20 and through 2021 into early 2022. As soon as Elon Musk uh, announced that he was taking over Twitter... It started to fall. In fairness, in concert with with other tech stocks, that was the market at the time. It's fallen sixty two percent this year, which is more than any other big tech stock, with the exception of Meta, which has some ex- its own extraordinary problems. But since Musk took over the helm as CEO in November, Tesla's share price has fallen by thirty percent at a time when all other tech stocks are steady or have only fallen by a couple of percent. In other words, what the market is doing here, it's looking at the way that Elon Musk runs Twitter. It's now changed, it has now changed its mind on Musk being a boy genius and an an innovative marvel uh, that can run a company into somebody who's still a fairly solid entrepreneur and has good ideas, but can often make a hames of running a company and is way too distracted by his social media toy at the moment. And as a result, Tesla, uh, Tesla investors are losing their hats at the moment with Volkswagen and Ford, General Motors and all the other big companies now catching up on electric vehicles. Tesla's lead, it still has a massive lead in the States, still sells most electric cars in the States. That lead is starting to uh, to, to be caught. And that's when the, the market, which is interested in future profitability and future revenue, decides that it may not be worth um, the premium that they were giving it because Musk was such an interesting individual. And the fact that he he's distracted uh, is having a detrimental effect on his own, his own balance sheet. So if he is to put in somebody else as CEO of Twitter, 
he hasn't exactly been optimistic about that outlook either. No, he's painted the worst possible picture of being CEO of Twitter. He, in response to people asking him about it, he has responded saying that the question is not finding a CEO, the question is finding a CEO who can keep Twitter alive. He's also said that no one wants the job who can actually keep uh, Twitter alive. He says there is no successor. And he's gone even further to say that in responding to somebody who wanted the job, he said, well, there's one catch. You have to invest your life savings in Twitter. And it has been in the fast lane to bankruptcy since May. Fast lane to bankruptcy. He's saying this at the same time that he's trying to sell the company. He's saying this at the same time that he's trying to, you know, um, project this image of Twitter as a company that can turn all its fortunes around. And all he has gotten so far is criticism, high-profile people leaving uh, the the platform, and not just kind of the woke lefties who who are critics. Um, people like Paul Graham, who's a founder of Y Combinator, in his core tech constituency, people like that are are, are leaving the platform. I mean, it's a disaster, you know. Um, is there any logic that anybody could identify to the manner in which he speaks about the company, which? he himself has has taken over and 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 run so is there is there some sort of underlying plot here to to file for chapter 11 is he trying to devalue it deliberately to write off debt what what's he at? I, honestly Fanon, i can't detect one uh, unless you go into the realm of conspiracy theories i've seen plenty of conspiracy theories about it that he wants to tank twitter to just wipe it off uh, the face of the social media uh, world so that it, it can because it's seen as being a very powerful platform for, you know, center left and and woke commentators, but Elon Musk is a guy who's known for doing things on a whim. He bought the company on a whim. He he agreed to pay the fifty four dollars, the forty four billion dollars. He agreed to pay that without doing due diligence on it. He does these Twitter polls without thinking through their consequences, really. So logic, you're asking, is there logic to what he's doing at the moment? Like, does he want to file Chapter 11 bankruptcy? I I don't think he has the patience for Chapter 11 bankruptcy. He didn't have the patience for the paperwork when it came to buying the company. I, I, I really do think he's flying by the seat of his pants here at the moment. And I think his experience with Tesla and SpaceX and other companies is that if you have a big idea and if you pull all-nighters all the time, you get a few engineers to do the same thing and sort of cosplay that you're Steve Jobs, uh, that you can get, you can build things. I don't think he fully understood that when he was buying Twitter, he was buying a politics form. And when he bought Twitter, he, he wasn't buying a tech product platform. He was buying something that is really a political platform. And he's he's proven to be a rank amateur at it, I think. Since he took over Two months ago, we, we've had a, a string of controversies. Can we go to the latest one? Mm. Doxing. Yes. What's that? That's where you reveal private information about somebody that reveals their whereabouts or where they live or other contact details. And it's used in the context uh, where someone will do it uh, to try and set a mob on, you know, on someone. So they'll reveal their, their home address and then the person starts finding that there's stones going through their window. Uh, it's it's always been a major no-no uh, in terms of online etiquette and most social media platforms have policies against it. And this blew up in Twitter. Twitter's always had policies against doxing, but it blew up because there was an account called Elonjet. And this was 
a Twitter account run by a young fella called Jack Sweeney, who used what is, in fairness, publicly available information, if you know how to look for it, to find the whereabouts the of Elon Musk's private jet and about 25 other billionaires' jets as well. And he would post an account saying it has landed in Kuala Lumpur or is en route to Los Angeles. And Musk initially felt that this was fair game and he tweeted that he wouldn't be shutting down uh, uh, accounts like that because he was a free speech absolutist. He changed his mind sometime last week. Twitter CEO Elon Musk has suspended at least 10 journalists from the platform. Musk has made free speech a pillar of his Twitter tenure. He, however, denies silencing critics, claiming instead that the accounts had tweeted or retweeted live flight tracker data for Musk's plane, endangering his family. He introduced a new policy with no notice saying that any um, tweeting of uh, the location of his own private jet or anyone else's private jet uh, or any such doxing um, equivalent would lead to a suspension or a ban. But further than that, even if you linked to an article that pointed to another social media site like Mastodon, which had an account outlining where his jet was, you would also be banned. So that's what caught people like Ireland's, Ireland's Donny O'Sullivan, the CNN uh, tech correspondent, several other senior journalists. They tweeted links to articles which referred to this controversy and referred to other social media networks that had this information. So we reported how yesterday he shut that account down and tonight we continue to report on it. He is claiming on social media that um, I and other journalists uh, shared the precise live location of his jet, and therefore that's why he kicked us off because we caused danger to him. Certainly, in my case, I didn't. Uh, we we uh, just uh, posted uh, stories about what was happening, him shutting down those accounts. They got suspended and banned. Those people have been reinstated? They have. Gradually? Gradually and partially via one of Musk's polls. He ran another poll to test the water and see whether those accounts should be reinstated. The results came back. Yes, he reinstated them. But some of the accounts that he's banned, there was one journalist called Taylor Lorenz, who admittedly is quite a controversial journalist, um, but does break a lot of scoops, uh, in fairness, in the tech industry. And her account was banned. And the reason given was because she had doxed somebody prior, like months ago or years ago. There was no description given. Taylor Lorenz sets her tweets to auto-delete. So she only ever has two or three tweets live at the one time. There was no tweet that she had that doxed anyone. So to go back to your point, it's just arbitrary. It's it's Elon Musk phoning up somebody, we think, in the company and saying, see that person, suspend them for what they've done. Take them off. Yeah. As well as that, I mean, he has also lifted bans mm. on the likes of Donald Trump. Uh, he's also gone into some detail in terms of opening up what, what are now called the Twitter files. What, what did we actually learn out of all of that? We didn't learn a whole lot. There was no major smoking gun in terms of this happened and it's an absolute disgrace. What we did learn, and they were useful in the sense that we did get to see how the sausage is made in terms of content moderation. Most of the publicly disclosed stuff from the you know, quote unquote, Twitter files. It was really back and forth conversations between senior executives in Twitter as to how they should treat a certain piece of information, whether it should be deamplified. So they were quite useful from that point of view, but I don't think they were as useful as Elon Musk and some of his uh, 
MAGA fanboys thought they were. Like, but yeah, that was the main, that was Musk's theory, that this was going to show that Twitter was just being run by a bunch of censorious, woke, liberal lefties who were afraid of free speech and who were afraid, you know, that uh, about the truth, um, about a number of conspiracy serious stuff. There, w- there was not much in the Twitter files that would make a news headline. At this point, is Twitter going to survive? I really genuinely, as somebody who's been on it for well over a decade, I thought up till about three or four weeks ago it would, despite all the shenanigans. I didn't think Musk could really do that much damage to it. I'm starting to wonder now, genuinely, only because of the caliber of the people who I see now leaving to go to to networks like Mastodon. Um, I didn't think Mastodon was a serious alternative to Twitter. I now do think it is a serious uh, alternative. And I think it's possible now that Twitter may not actually be here in in five years time. I, I think it still will be, and I'm I'm not at the point where I'm going to leave uh, yet. I don't know about you, but I can see it quickly, you know, being something less than the essential online place where you go when there's a breaking news hap- story happening, which it has been for the last six years. It has been the vital sort of. Uh, uh, you know, on the pulse news record for the last probably six or seven years. And that's starting to fade with Musk. Yeah, and is, is that not the nature of, of communications? I mean, yeah. the, the, the telegram, the gramophone, the, the radio, the TV, it, the it internet, is. now Twitter, these things come and go. And it it is, but it's so else. ironic that one of the great sort of inventors and innovators over time. And for all of the crap that we're talking about Musk now, he remains one of the great entrepreneurs and and innovators of this age. If he were to fall under a bus tomorrow, his legacy for Tesla and SpaceX would still stand the the test of time, despite the last few months of nonsense that he's been uh, going on with uh, at Twitter. It's so ironic that it's him who's killing it, that it's him who's you know, relegating Twitter from being this absolutely vital a tool that a lot of us used and were addicted to into something that is just less important now. It's not, it's not as important now uh, as it was even a month ago, which I never thought I'd, I'd hear myself say. And my thanks to Adrian Weckler. I'm Fiona Sheehan, and today's episode was produced by Mary Carroll, researched by Tabitha Monaghan and Gareth Mulhall, with sound by Gavin Hennessy. Archive clips from CNN, The Guardian, BBC, ABC, NBC and Independent.ie. If you enjoy the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow and leave us a review.